0: All right, all right, just put your credit card away for goodness sake. Before you spend all your money on equipment, there's some things you need to know. This is the Jetstreamer Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask that you please take your seats at this time. Go modulation all four and Welcome to the greatest show on earth. Helping you get the most out of your podcasting journey. Welcome to the Jetstreamer Podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Jetstreamer podcast, Chris Plummeridge with you once again for our third edition, and we're finally getting down to brass tacks about starting a podcast and what you're going to need. Today's episode is all about equipment. There's microphones, there's stuff for getting your microphones into your computer, and also there's why you should invest in good equipment in the first place. So let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the episode that you've all been waiting for. I can talk until I'm blue in the face about good technique, about good microphone technique, about getting your room set up so that it sounds really nice, but let's face it, gear is sexy, Equipment is sexy and it's shiny and it's awesome. And sometimes you gotta just get the cash out and spend the money. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about equipment. We're going to talk about getting you on your podcasting journey. I'm not going to tell you about what to buy, although I will probably leave some suggestions in the show notes if you want to go and have a look. But firstly, I'm not going to tell you what to buy because nobody's paying me. Uh, And secondly, I'm not going to tell you what to buy because I think you should make that decision for yourself. So instead, we're going to tell you what to look for and then you can go and you can spend as much money as you like on really good podcast equipment so you can sound awesome. But firstly, I want to talk about why you might choose to invest in podcast equipment in the first place because I've had some people come up to me and say, oh, do you know what? I just use my iPhone headphones or I just use my AirPods or something like that. It goes straight into my phone. There's a recording app on my phone and that's done and that's fine. And you know what? That might actually be a good solution if you want to start off, play around with some stuff, just see if you might like podcasting in the first instance. But anytime you're going to get a little bit serious, or especially if your podcast is representing your business, then you're going to want to start investing in some really good gear. The first reason, and I think probably this reason gets overlooked more often than not, is because recording on good gear is easier. You can leave it set up if, you, uh, if you've if you got something plugged into your computer and whenever you've got podcasting time or whenever you've got inspiration strikes, you can just hit record and away you go as opposed to having to find your iPhone headphones and as opposed to trying to jump into an app and do all that sort of stuff. It's all there. It's ready to go and it's good. The second reason is as we've already discussed people get really sensitive to being able to understand what you're talking about. And especially if you've got to compete with somebody's listening environment, which may be in the car, you know, the car stereo might not be so good, or they might have lots of road noise in their car, or maybe uh, mowing the lawn, for example, I will often have a podcast on. And so you're competing with the sound of the mower. You want to make sure that your podcast is as clear and as audible as possible so that when somebody does decide to listen to your podcast, no matter what situation they're in, they can always understand. what you're saying. And I think it also makes it more enjoyable to listen to when I don't have to strain to hear what you're saying in your podcast. I can relax into it. I can relax into the content a little bit more. And instead of thinking about what you just said, I can actually think about the meaning of what you just said. Third reason is because good equipment lasts longer. Having a really good quality microphone might set you back a little bit in the first instance, but also it's going to be tougher than anything that's sort of plasticky and not really made very well. It's going to sound better, but it's also going to last you a long time and then save you having to dive back into your wallet for the next time it breaks. And this is especially important if you plan on moving around while you are recording your podcast. So if you're a uh, busy business person on the go, or if you like to travel and you still want to be able to record, you can take that equipment in your luggage and know it's not going to get banged up too badly. And when you come to rely on it, it's still going to work just fine. Finally, if you've got any guests on your podcast, so maybe you might have an interview based podcast where you interview some people in your industry, one of the things that turns people off really quickly is having really cheap equipment or sitting down and talking into the same microphone or having to pass a microphone back and forth between people, not necessarily presenting you as a professional podcaster to your guests. And especially if you're meeting in person, when we can meet in person again, this being recorded in the height of COVID times, you'll be able to present really professionally to your guests who might be prospective clients or even prospective partners. So now, Now that we've taken that step, we've decided that we wanted to go and invest in some new good podcasting gear. Well, what do we need? Obviously, the first thing we need to start with is a microphone. So, we're going to talk about that next. This is the Jetstreamer podcast. So, it's pretty obvious the first thing that we need in a podcast is a way of being able to hear your lovely voice. I say it time and time again, 70% of a good microphone is how you use it. And in fact, last week's episode dealt with the most important piece of podcasting equipment, which spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to it already, is the room. So go and listen to that episode and find out how to set your room up properly so that your microphone works its best. Now, the first thing you need to know about microphones is that there are two main types of microphones. And in that, there are two main subtypes of microphones. So, let's go through them. Now, the first two main types are dynamic microphones and condenser microphones. You don't need to know anything about them more than that, really, apart from the fact that those are the two types. Dynamic is a little bit less sensitive, but a little bit more robust, and a condenser microphone is a little bit more sensitive. I would tend to advise people that unless you plan on doing things like voiceover work, get a dynamic microphone for podcasting. Most broadcast radio studios will use a dynamic microphone. They are more robust, they're tougher, and they're also a little bit more forgiving. So, if your microphone technique is not that great or if your room is not that great, they will sound a lot better than a condenser microphone. The second thing, the second factor that we look for when we're choosing a microphone is whether it's a USB microphone and it plugs into a USB port on your computer, like your printer would, or whether it's an XLR microphone. Now a USB microphone seems a lot easier and it's a lot more familiar because it basically just works like your printer would or like your mouse would on your computer. It's a self-contained little microphone. You plug it into your computer using the USB port and away you go. There are a couple of advantages to this, and there are a couple of drawbacks. The first advantage is that it's nice, neat, and self-contained. A lot of those USB microphones also have a headphone jack on them. So, once you plug them into your computer, you can plug your headphones straight into the microphone. Some of them have even got a volume control or a gain control on there as well, and away you go. They are fantastic for recording in coffee shops or in the hotel room or wherever. Nice and portable They're nice and easy. A couple of main drawbacks though for USB microphones. Firstly, if you are looking to do interviews, it is really complex to hook up more than one microphone to your computer. The computer can get a bit confused. It can get confused about which microphone is controlling what and getting them to go into your recording software on your computer can be honestly a bit of a faff. Secondly, they don't sound as nice. In my own personal opinion, as a trained audio engineer, they don't sound that nice you might not care. And actually, they probably don't sound that much worse than a normal microphone once they go into a podcast and it all gets compressed into an MP3, then you're probably not going to notice. But if, you know, you want really high-quality recordings, they don't sound as nice as an XLR mic. And finally, the other thing is if you plan on using it to go into a PA system in the future or if you plan on using your microphone to go into especially a portable recorder, They won't. It needs a computer to be able to work. So, if you don't want to lug around your laptop and you're looking for something a little bit more stealthy and self contained, then probably choose our second type of microphone, which is an XLR microphone. Now, if you do a quick Google search for an XLR plug, you'll see that it's got three pins on it and it is an analog microphone. So, there's no bits and bytes going through this connector. It is purely just electrical current. And to a certain degree, That actually has its advantages. It's a little bit dumber, in inverted commas, than a USB microphone that's all digital, but it also means that it's a lot easier to troubleshoot and it's a lot more versatile. They do sound nicer. It is what your professional microphones will use that you find in a radio studio or that you find in a recording studio. They are also a little bit easier to troubleshoot and is a little bit easier to hook up more than one of them. The reason for that is because of one of our major drawbacks though. You have to use them with a little box called an interface. Now this interface is going to take the analog signal coming out of that XLR microphone and it has the USB plug on it and it is going to turn it into bits and bytes that your computer can understand. That does add a little bit of extra cost when you want to go and buy an analog XLR microphone, but it also does mean that it is easier to hook up more than one because most of those interface boxes come with multiple inputs. Additionally, What you can also do is if you're buying a portable recorder anyway, you can often use that in place of an interface. They often have a USB out on them, which you can plug straight into the computer. So if you've got something with an XLR input on your little portable recorder, you can actually use that as your interface instead and save yourself having to buy two things. So the long and the short of it, if you've got this far, you probably just want to know what to get. Well, I would favor a dynamic microphone. And then you can choose basically between what suits you better, whether you want a USB microphone to go straight into your computer or a XLR microphone that will go into an interface and then into your computer. If you want my opinion on which to get, I'd probably say unless you are just doing stuff solo and need something really portable and want to get something that's really cost effective, favor an XLR microphone. They are a lot easier for doing interviews and they're also a lot more versatile when you want to step it up. So, Unless you're looking for a really cost effective, really portable solution, favor those XLR microphones. Along with your microphone, you'll want something to hold it up. Get one that sits on the desk too. Don't use those little lavalier microphones like they use on TV, the little bud mics, because they're very susceptible to getting caught up in your clothing and rustling like there is no tomorrow, which is really distracting. Don't get a handheld one either because if you have to pass it back and forth or if you have to hold it, it will also rattle every time you adjust your grip. So, don't get one of those either. Get something with a stand that sits on the desk or a proper a microphone stand like you'd see on the stage and set it up so that it's nice and close to your mouth and you, can, you don't have to worry about it. You can just talk as if it was a normal conversation. Like I said before, I will put some suggestions in the show notes. If you've got any suggestions or if you've got anything that you like and is working really well for you, then please stick it on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. Next up, how do we record what comes out of that microphone and what do we use to edit it? We're going to find out after this. You're listening to The Jetstreamer Streamer Podcast. Alrighty. So we've got our microphone. It's probably a dynamic microphone. It's either a USB or an XLR, but no matter what option you choose, you're going to need something to record it. Now you can record on a portable recorder or even a tape deck if you've got an XLR mic. Well, if you are recording on a tape deck in 2020, kudos to you. I would recommend recording straight onto a computer. It makes the most sense. Likely, you're going to be editing and uploading your podcast on it as well. So, it makes sense to record there too. It reduces double handling and makes it a lot quicker. Now, you will need some software. You can use the same piece of software to record and edit your podcast. And it's likely that you've already got one. So, if you're a Mac user, GarageBand has worked really well for a lot of podcasters. So, if you've got GarageBand, I would recommend using that. You don't have to spend any money at all. Likewise, if you are a Windows user or you don't like GarageBand and you are an Adobe user and your package comes with Adobe Audition, that is a fantastic podcasting software to use. It's what I learned to edit on when I was starting out in my radio journey, firstly doing community radio and then doing professional radio. A lot of professional radio stations use Adobe Audition as well. And the benefit is, is that it is really, really quick. If you don't want to pay any money at all and you don't have either of those two things, there is another software called Audacity that a lot of podcasters swear by. It is the right price in that it is no money whatsoever. You can just search for Audacity and download it straight away. The only thing that you need to be careful is it's what is called destructive editing. So it means that any changes you make in that software will be recorded straight to the file. And with every other software that I mention in this, you've sort of got a few more little safety nets before anything actually happens to your raw files. So, just be careful with Audacity. It's a great software and for for something that's free, it's amazing. But just be careful as there are limited opportunities to go back and undo stuff in Audacity. If you're willing to spend a little bit more money and you don't already have one of those two ones I just mentioned, then look for another piece of software called Reaper. This is, in my opinion, the gold standard. It is only 60 bucks US and for what it can do, it is amazing. It has so much customizability. You can make it look however you like. You can optimize it for voiceover. You can optimize it for recording music. If you're a music recorder, you can optimize it, obviously, for doing a podcast. It is a fantastic piece. Of software, and one I would definitely recommend for only 60 bucks US. It's a nice entry and a nice step up from Audacity. There are heaps of others. I use one called Pro Tools, which is probably overkill for 90% of podcasters out there, but it is what the professional radio stations use. There are some other ones that are designed more for journalists. So, there is one called Hindenburg that you might want to look into if you want to do some sort of narrative podcasting, but you just need something that will get your microphone and put that output of that microphone onto a recording. Now, some of you might be already using some software online, something like Anchor, which is a sort of drag and drop podcasting software that you can use to record and edit. I'd potentially steer clear of those types of solutions for now, mainly because you get less control over what you're doing. It's really not that hard to learn any of these editing and recording programs. And to be honest, Some of the horror stories I've heard about audio getting swapped around or not ending up in the right place. So I would steer clear of those ones for now. Instead, put a little bit of time into learning a proper audio piece of software like I've mentioned before, and I think you're going to have a lot better time of it. And you know what? That's pretty much it for starting a podcast. There's not too much that you need to buy in order to be able to get your podcast going and start recording really nice, really good quality audio. To recap, you need a microphone, you might need an interface if you get an XLR microphone, if you've got a USB microphone, you don't, and you need a piece of software on your computer to be able to record and edit. We're going to talk about all the other things that you need to do to start a podcast, including hosting in a later episode. But for now, just start playing around with your recording equipment, start getting a good sound out of it. And then once you've got the equipment sorted out, you'll be all ready to go to start concentrating on your next thing, which is starting to present your show. We're going to talk about that next week, but right now I think it's time to wrap up. So thank you once again for tuning into this week's edition of the Jetstreamer podcast. Remember, you can find us on all your favorite podcasting apps. And if you haven't subscribed yet, then please do. We'd love for you to stick around and become part of our podcasting community. Of course, remember, you can also find us on our social media, jet.streamer on Instagram and Jet Streamer podcast on Facebook as well. We'd love to have your thoughts. And finally, as well, if you'd like more information, then please check the show notes as well. I'll have some Recommendations and some extra resources in there about microphones and about recorders if you'd like to find those out. But thank you once again for joining us on this episode of the Jetstreamer podcast. It's been great having you with us once again, and we'll see you next week. If you liked the Jetstreamer podcast, then leave a review on iTunes and remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more from Jetstreamer, follow us on Facebook and Instagram or head to jetstreamer.com.au.